broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Welcome everyone to another edition of Conversations with Carlton. Uh, I'm Carlton Schwab, your host of uh, today's uh, podcast, and I am delighted to have as um, uh, our guest today, really one of my favorite people in the economic development world, and that's Rick Rhodes, formerly of Sweetwater, Texas, now of Austin, Texas. Rick, it is really great to have you. Welcome um, uh, to the podcast today. How's everything going? Carlton, thanks. It's uh, it's really an honor for me to be here, and things are going well, and, and I'm a huge fan of TEDC and all our economic development people across the state, so I really, it really is a pleasure and an honor for me to be with you today. Rick, you know, like a lot of us in economic development, um, we came from um, other other careers, other backgrounds, um, and 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 got into uh, the business. And and of course, um, like you, um, it got into it in a, not only in a big way, but got into it in a in a very impactful way. Um, tell us uh, about your background. You're you're one of those people who have had such a unique and amazing and interesting career um tell, tell us about your career prior to getting into economic development well it, it has been a fascinating journey for me carlton and and uh, you know, my hometown is sweetwater and when we were in sweetwater we owned an oil field service company and we had uh trucks that hauled fluids for the different uh, aspects of the oil industry from the drilling wells to completions to workovers, and we did uh, some acidizing and some frack jobs, and and uh, we had three locations: our headquarters in Sweetwater, and then we had Big Spring and Aspermont. So, as a as a small business owner, I've, I learned the the challenges of trying to grow a business and, and create new jobs and try to retain quality employees, and and uh, uh, but I was always pretty involved from a volunteer standpoint. I loved volunteering in the community. And, and I really found that uh, the volunteer roles I had in the community, whether it was the Sweetwater JCs, the United Way, or the Little League program, that I, I gained a lot of information and skills and, and enhanced my uh, leadership uh, abilities that, that really helped me in our, our business as well. And so, I got involved in the local uh, economic development that we had there in Sweetwater, and uh, we had the uh, 4A, 4B uh, type sales tax there. We were fortunate to have that, and so we had an economic development team there. Mike Hatley led that team for a long time. Ken Becker uh, leads it now uh, there in Sweetwater, so we were really fortunate to have some great leadership, and I got involved there at the local level as, as just a volunteer uh, and, uh, and and saw the importance of, of uh, creating new jobs and adding, uh, you know, capital investment to the tax base uh, in our community to be sure we had a viable uh, rural community out there. Rick, you're one of those, those few people in our organization. I wish we'd, we'd have more than actually um, uh, was an elected public servant. Tell us about your, um, your time as uh, mayor of Sweetwater. Yeah, that was a great uh, experience for me. I had, had the opportunity to serve as the mayor of Sweetwater, and and I did that for uh, I think it was four terms, 
and, and again, that's why I, I realized two things, the, the value of, of creating new jobs and, and adding to the tax base, because obviously the, the way that the, we keep our tax rates in a reasonable shape is to keep adding the tax base and so to, to recruit and retain capital investment uh, from uh, new new investments and, and expansions and, and those type of things was, was so important. That's why I enjoy taking an active role in the in the local uh, economic development. Uh, and then it also made me realize the teamwork that's involved. It, it, it's uh, you know I learned then I continue to contend that economic development is a team sport. Uh, it, it's it's not just the economic development entity in the community, but you've got to work with the city and the county and the school district and the hospital district. Uh, and the, the, the banks, uh, they're there, uh, the retail people, it just takes the, the whole team to do that. And, you know, we learned very quickly when, when we brought prospects into uh, Nolan County to Sweetwater that we uh, would have receptions for them and we'd have all the different aspects of the community represented from the chamber to the hospital to the school district to the, uh, you know, city, county and everybody in the banks. And, and, and we just knew that prospects could tell very quickly that there was a, a unity and a, and a kind of team spirit there. So uh, later on, when I got to state level, I even saw that even more uh, then and, and always would encourage rural communities and local communities to be sure that they had a, a good team effort there. Because again, I think economic development is a team sport. Rick, were, I, you know, I've never asked you this. Were you mayor when the sales tax was passed in Sweetwater? No. Was that no, it, it, it had already been passed, and uh, it, it already been passed, and and uh, unfortunately, Carlton, I was mayor when we had the worst natural disaster we'd ever had in the community. We had, I'd been in office for about six months. We had a tornado to hit our community that was pretty devastating, and uh, we spent about a year recovering from that. So, so uh, was that, Rick? that was nineteen eighty six uh, in the in the spring of nineteen eighty six, and and uh, got a two. We were in a drought in, in Sweetwater, so we were getting some heavy rain. We were just really excited about that until uh, there were kind of two tornadoes, one out south of Roscoe and one out south of Sweetwater, and they kind of uniquely kind of joined together. They kind of came together and formed one big tornado and hit the south side of our town, and uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty devastating for us at the time. And we had you know 99 people hurt and, and had one fatality, and and uh, th thankfully it hit on a Saturday morning. And about 7:30, so it wasn't quite as busy. Quite, if it would have been on a weekday when everybody's going to school and going to work, it would have been absolutely devastating, uh, even more so. But as it was, most people were in their homes, and we were able to have a lot of people were safe because of that. But, but again, it was a fascinating process there for me to see how the the emergency response, uh, the disaster recovery, how that all worked, and it was it was pretty fascinating over the next uh, 12 months or so. Rick, um, you know, after your your um, your time and your career and your life in Sweetwater, you came to Austin. Um, tell us about your decision to move here, and then you were on the ground floor of Governor Perry's uh, energetic effort, really the most energetic effort um, uh, up until that time, if not. Uh, really ever in terms of putting together a great state level economic development program. 
Yeah, that was a fascinating time. We, uh, Pam and I had two sons and raised them in Sweetwater, which was a fantastic place to raise a family. But at that point, we had an empty nest, and I'd gone to school at the University of Texas, and uh, we kind of decided we want to take on one more new challenge, one more new opportunity. So we moved to uh, Sweetwater, and I mean, to Austin in 2001, and uh, through a process of, of uh, networking and, and opportunities, I had uh, had an opportunity to join the team at, at the time. It was the Texas Department of Economic Development. Uh, Jeff Mosley and and Tracy McDaniel were heading that up, and and uh, Aaron Demerson was was who I uh, reported to there, and had an opportunity to come on board there. And, and little did I know that just before I came, because I was going to join Aaron's team and kind of head up the the uh, domestic expansion recruitment team. And just before I came, they had gotten the, the lead uh, or the the prospect of Project Starbright, uh, which turned out to be the Toyota plant in uh, San Antonio. And uh, so just as I came in, it was like we were on, on I went from a farm to market road to the interstate highway overnight because it was <laughs> all hands on deck to, to try to recruit. And as you know, at that time, we weren't very organized at the state level. It was a pretty tough job to get people to the table, the TCEQ and TxDOT and uh, Workforce Commission and all of us. To, to, it was a pretty major ordeal to get all of us together to make that happen. But <clears throat> thankfully, through the uh, hard work of a lot of people, Aaron and, and Jeff Mosley and Tracy and Larry McManus and uh, Tad Curtis, just a ton of people. Uh, and of course, Diane Rath at the Workforce Commission, mainly under Governor Perry's leadership. He, he was just amazing, his vision, his leadership. And we were fortunate in recruiting that that uh, the Toyota plant. And it, I think it really highlighted to him that we really need to get our act together. and We needed to really get things going. Uh, in a better direction for Texas and, and to help the communities. And uh, so Carlton's at that point that, that they made the decision to move the Texas Department of Economic Development into the governor's office. So we had the opportunity to be there when it was actually merged into the governor's office. And that made a, a huge difference, uh, just a huge difference. And uh, and then not too long after that, when the legislature enacted the uh, Texas Enterprise Fund, uh, there and, and that was really fun to be there in the early stages of, of that as well. You know, I think we all will look back fondly upon that time. There was such a great energy um, that you all were providing um, at a state level. And I think it was also a time when the folks, the, the, the community level folks in the TDC really developed a level of trust with you and Tracy and Aaron and Jeff Mosley. Uh, looking back, that was such a critical time, an important time in, um, in you know, in, in at least the recent economic development history of our state. Well, I think it was, Carlton. I, and I, I remember when I first uh, got there, uh, Adriana Cruz had joined the team about the same time. She was the marketing director. And that, that was ironic because we were the Texas Department of Economic Development. We kind of merged into the governor's office and, and she was she was the marketing director and we had no marketing dollars to work with. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to get pretty creative to do marketing programs when you have no money to work with. Uh, 
Uh, but she and I made the rounds. We traveled to Dallas. We went to Houston. We went to San Antonio and visited Mario. And, and we visited Bill Spruill at the time. He was up in Dallas. And and uh, just number one said, hey, we, we want to do this right. We want to start new and fresh. And, and we wanted, we listened to them. We got a lot of input from them on how we could kind of set things up. And and I think you're right. It really was an exciting time uh, to, to take the economic development teamwork and, and initiative up to a whole new level that we'd never seen before in Texas. And, and I truly think in a lot of ways, Governor Perry under his leadership and the support of uh, all the people throughout TEDC, I think we really raised it to a level that was kind of the marquee uh, program for the whole country in reality. Well, it, it, y'all did a terrific job and it was such a, such a great time. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, you and Tracy and Adriana and Aaron and and Jeff are as well known in our business as as anyone in the state. And and that I can't really emphasize enough about how different that is. That you all, uh, you know, working on behalf of the state, were able to gain the confidence and trust and support of of you know ec- the economic developers at the local level because you know as you just pointed out a little bit earlier um economic development is such a for the most part a local enterprise um in our state and you all were able to help take it to another notch uh, take it take take the level up another notch uh in terms of um supporting what's done at the local level with an outstanding state effort well i'll tell you carlton i think it, it reinforces the importance of, of uh, tedc uh, because that was already in place you already had a great organization of, of some great some great practitioners of economic development around the state and when we needed when we needed help we need to lean on people y'all were there to help out just you know the, the input and the help that we received from mike mckinney and bill spruill and uh, Mario uh, Hernandez down in, in San Antonio, Tom Mullins, uh, Ray Covey, Danny Booth. I mean, those, those were just, were just so valuable at that time to, to have the, the expertise and the and the passion that, that, that they had. Gwen Wagner, she was a huge help to me uh, in the early stages and uh, just people like that. I think another one that was a real key player at that time, it was a, a huge influence with TEDC and the uh, legislature and the and, and governor perry was was dr perryman ray perryman uh, he was he was so well thought of and for a long time he had been promoting that hey the state needs to get the teamwork together and we need to get some opportunities some unique uh, incentive opportunities for people and i think he was uh, continues to be and at that time was a, a big influence in in that uh, in that situation don't you agree oh uh, and ray perryman is um He's the godfather of economic development in Texas, um, in, in my opinion. Just uh, and you know his uh, his his treatise, if you will, Texas Our Texas, was so instrumental, really, in what you all did as, as part of Governor Perry's staff in just taking the ball and running it, running with it, um, you know, post Toyota, and. Um, and and really, uh, you can you can attribute a lot of our success to this day, toward back to his uh, his book or his study 
that showed the need for a, a, a strong state economic development effort and for tools, uh, incentive tools to help support that effort uh, alongside local economic <clears throat> development programs as a reason for, for all the success that we've had over the years. So couldn't agree more, Rick. Uh, he's in, in so many ways, um, such a really important figure uh, in the history of economic development, at least the last 35, 40 years. Well, he's, he's so well respected and, and has such a vision and, and, uh, and he, he, uh, he just, he helps us, all of us, I think, in, in backing up theories you know, with, 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 with facts and figures and information that that's helpful. Everybody can have ideas, everybody can have theories, but when you can back it up with, with, with statistic information and historical data that that sure, that sure does help and and uh, and then anticipate trends and and, uh, and that type of thing is, is just uh, just huge. So, you know, I really was I was I was really blessed to work with some incredible leaders uh, and uh, you know Phil Wilson and like I said Aaron Demerson and, and just the, the people that, that Texas was just really fortunate in some critical times in the development of the economic development efforts. We had some some really incredibly sharp people there that had a real passion for it and had the ability to, uh, you know, put teams together. And again, I think partnerships and, and teamwork is, is, is the key. And, and I think it, it, was, a, it, it was an amazing time uh, for sure. Um, and then you, you went over and uh, became the administrator of the office of rural affairs at um, the Texas department of agriculture. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about uh, about your time there and and uh, the many things that you did uh, working at TDA. You know, it was a lot of fun for me because I, I left the governor's team, went got out of state government for a couple of years, and then and then uh, really decided I wanted to get back into it. And that was right as uh, Todd Staples had been elected as the ag commissioner, and always had a tremendous amount of respect for at the time Senator Staples and then Commissioner Staples, and and I knew that he had a placed a high priority on economic development. And uh, ironically, uh, I knew that that Robert Wood had had the position there working with the Texas Capital Fund, economic development at TDA, but he went with Susan Combs when she was elected to be comptroller. Robert Wood had, had gone with her because he was one of her key people. And so I talked to, uh, at the time, Commissioner Staples about maybe joining his team and then through a process of things, I had an opportunity to do that. and. Uh, it was going to be over the Texas Capital Fund, and then and then uh, some of the other things that we were doing uh, at the time, and that was really enjoyable. And the, the the background that I had with the governor's office was so helpful because I knew the people of the team over at the governor's office and had seen how they operated, and, and we had so we just immediately kept a great partnership there. And of course, we'd already been working with Workforce Commission and PCEQ and TxDOT and all all the key players there. So that was that was really good. And I tell you, Carlton, while, while I was there, I really gained a great uh, appreciation from, from the rural area standpoint of the, the regional groups uh, that, that we have in the state with uh, the high ground of Texas, which was kind of the forerunner and the, and the front runner and the kind of plowed the new ground. And then the Texas Midwest Community Network and some other associations around because those are so valuable and so helpful when when we were looking at making program changes or trying to improve the Texas Capital Fund program, we'd seek input from them because we knew that they could just quickly give us input from 40 or 50 communities in those two different regions. And 
And I've, I've been fortunate to be on kind of the, the pioneering end of Texas Midwest in, in the Abilene region. That was a lot of fun to get that started out there. And, and then uh, uh, see, you know, work with Kevin Carter at, at the high ground. I just really found the value of, of those regional organizations, how, how valuable they are to economic development efforts as well. So that was a lot of fun. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's about uh, 1,200 incorporated cities in Texas and 85% of those cities are under 10,000 in population. So when you look at dealing with the rural cities in Texas, it's almost all of them, the, the other side of the coin is that 83% of the population in Texas lives in the five metropolitan areas. <laughs> so we've got this yeah, density yeah. space issue, but I used to contend, I still contend that uh, the rural areas are very, very important to, to our state and we need, uh, you know, I was in a meeting with Tom Luce not long ago and, and uh, up in Dallas and he was saying that you know for Texas to do well for Texas to do well we need every region of the state to do well and and I think that's true and when we look at the the projections of the population in Texas possibly doubling over the next 50 years you know we're going to need to get but to push some people out to the rural areas we, we can't handle all the population growth in in Austin and Houston and Dallas I don't think we're going to need the rural areas to kind of be available to, to help attract some people to those areas as well absolutely rick um you know you had mentioned i i, I probably should ask you that this a little bit earlier but you had you had talked about uh texas midwest community network which is one of my favorite regional f efforts um in the state and i only found out recently because you're so dead gum modest um that you were really one of the principal founders of TMCN. Tell us a little bit about about that and when that happened and uh, just the process that uh, you all took uh, to create the TMCN. Well, again, that was just a unique opportunity and a fascinating time. The Abilene Reporter News was the kind of the regional newspaper out there. They did a big uh, kind of a four week series on Sundays of they called Crossroads and it was kind of the crossroads for rural communities. Uh, in, in Texas, and, and again, that was back in the late 80s. And so they got a group of us to come in and meet to discuss what they had, what their findings had been and what their conclusions had been from those articles. And from that, we formed a, a group that said, hey, we need to organize this region. Uh, at, at the time, it had been called the uh, uh, big country. Big country is what that area was referred to. So long story short, we basically Nikki Harl, uh, who was the first director for Texas Midwest, she and I kind of sat down and started developing a framework and, and, and engaged the board of directors, regional board of directors. And, and one of the real key players in that uh, was Charlie Dromgoul. Uh, Charlie was the uh, chamber uh, director and economic development director in Abilene at the time. And Charlie was a, a friend and a, a real, really thought regionally. And he really helped the smaller communities out that way. and. So he's the one who suggested the name of Texas Midwest Community Network. He said, we need to kind of identify a little more who we are, where we are, not just a big country, because that could be Wyoming or, or Montana or anywhere. <laughs> uh, so he, he's the one who kind of came up with the name. So from there, we started recruiting uh, communities to get involved and we got some sponsors. And, and uh, so it really was fun to see us kind of launch that and, and, and take it to the launch pad. And I think they're in their 20, 25th year or so now. And Nikki Harl just did a phenomenal job. She she did it 
uh, for free for about the first six or eight years. And then we finally raised enough money to get her some salary because she was working 50 or 60 hours a week on it. And then uh, now Kathy King's leading it and she's done a, a great job too. Uh, so it was, it was, it was getting, and I don't know why, but at the time when we started that, we didn't even know about the high ground of Texas, which they'd already been going and they're a little older than we were, but it, it's been fun to see how those two organizations have uh, kind of developed together. So uh, just, it, and we're still seeing the benefit of that today where the voice that they have and the things that they can do to work together and learn from each other and the unique things that they're doing from a, from a tourism standpoint and an economic development standpoint and a policy standpoint is just it's just really good when you get you know 20 or 30 counties about 40 or 50 cities working together it's just it's just a lot stronger voice for the rural areas well i know whenever i go to a tmcn event um you know i i, I have the opportunity to visit with a lot of great people i always learn a lot and it's it's just um it's just fun to watch a group that's collaborative and um, working together back to your uh, your theme about working as a team um, to to get things done in a region with the knowledge that um, a, a success in a in a small town um, even the smallest of communities will have a ripple effect uh, throughout the region and will be a positive throughout the region well, we really tried to promote that uh, a win in the region was a win for everybody uh, because the festivals that we had, you know, the Sweetwater has the world's largest and rattlesnake roundup. It, it's the best event in America the second weekend of March every year. And well, if 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 the region's growing and people are going there, we're going to get, that's going to help our event. People are going to come from all over the region for that. Uh, they're probably going to do some shopping and there's going to be some things we offer in Sweetwater some other towns don't. And then we also tried to develop the mindset that that Abilene was our friend and not our enemy. So many people thought, well, Abilene's gonna to try to get all the businesses, they're gonna to try to get all the economic development. And that just wasn't the case. They were a great friend to us. And when Charlie was over there, he and I worked real closely together. And then Gary McCaleb was the mayor and, and we worked closely with him because one of our things that we promoted, if you if you come to Sweetwater, you're 40 miles from Abilene. They've got a lot of great things in Abilene, but you can live in a rural community and still have access to a lot of things in in Abilene, and that kind of got to be a theme throughout the whole region. So, uh, and then you've got San Angelo is kind of one of the uh, pillars at the other end. Now it's kind of two, the, the two anchor cities of San Angelo and, and uh, Abilene. So, uh, but it, it just promotes a spirit again of teamwork and everybody's in it together. And and uh, you can take advantage of the colleges that were there in Abilene, but also Texas State Technical College, which was a technical school, did a great job. And and everybody in those re in that region, you know, benefited from that. Well, Rick, um, you recently um, announced your retirement, and I know you told me when we had lunch recently that you uh, your golf game was getting better. Uh, but at the same time, you told me that you were in, uh, involved in a in a new initiative. I knew you uh, you weren't just gonna um, you know play golf and and uh, put your feet up. Tell us about. Uh, what you're doing now and tell us about this uh, Texas Rural Funders Collaborative that you're working on. Sounds like yeah. a great and worth worthwhile initiative. You know, it, it really is, Carlton. And, and uh, on, my, on my golf game, I tell people I'm, I'm rapidly proving that, that more golf does not automatically translate into better golf. I'm playing, <laughs> golf. 
I'm playing a lot more of it. I don't seem to be getting any better, but I sure do enjoy it. And and I have had the opportunity to get involved in something new. And I it kind of started when I was at TDA. And then when I left, they asked me to kind of serve on their board of advisors in volunteer capacity. And it's the Texas Rural Funders Collaborative. And about a year ago, there were 10 foundations in Texas uh, that got together and were doing some work. And they realized that most of the awards that they were giving for projects were going to the urban areas. And they wanted to help rural Texas. And, but they didn't want to waste their money. I mean, they didn't want to put money into a rural hospital and then it closed a year later. So they wanted to be sure that, that they were making good investments and in, in doing that. Uh, so they kind of asked me to join them to kind of help kind of be li liaison between the, the group of foundations and the rural context that we've had. And it, it's been a, it's still in the very, very early stages, uh, but but they are some funders that, that, you know, they've got X amount of dollars they're investing in Texas each year. They'd like to put 20% of it or 25% of it into rural areas and not just do everything in the urban areas because, again, they uh, they uh, are realize the importance of the, of the rural areas. So a couple of uh, big things that we've got coming up is, is uh, we've partnered with uh, Evan Smith at the Texas Tribune and we're going to have a, a rural symposium uh, at Texas A&M University on November 12th and 13th. And it's going to be a great opportunity to, to come. And, and the great thing about Texas Tribunes, if they can simulcast that all over the state, you won't have to be in, in College Station, although we're encouraging people to come. We want people to come to College Station for the event. Uh, we're also going to have watch parties around the state where all the panels that we have, we're going to be looking at things like economic development, uh, infrastructure, healthcare, uh, natural resources, how those are impacting the rural areas, what the needs are, what some opportunities for solutions are, and try to keep the dialogue going, try to get the discussion and heighten the awareness with our legislature. Several legislators are going to be there, we're going to have several uh, uh, subject matter experts there too. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting. And then we're having a rural advisory council meeting actually tomorrow here in Austin, we've invited some rural practitioners to come in, economic development people, school superintendents, mayors, county judges, some people from the council of government to come in and uh, give us some input on what, what we need to address at this uh, upcoming uh, symposium. And so I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Uh, I don't think there's anything else like this in the country. So once again, kind of like the Texas Enterprise Fund, kind of like some of the things we've seen happen in economic development, this initiative with these funders working together uh, with a sensitivity to the needs of, of rural Texas could really be good. We've already seen one project happen where they've uh, done some, some broadband work out in, out in West Texas. One of the foundations, the Stillwater Foundation, gets most of their income from the oil income from oil properties that they own out in West Texas. So they wanted to do a, a project to help somebody in West Texas. So uh, through through our contacts at TDA, we helped them get connected up with Monahans and they did a technology action plan in, in Monahans. And I think it's greatly enhanced Monahans opportunities to work with local providers to get uh, higher speeds on their internet and uh, enhance the utilization and, and things like that. So as we know, broadband is kind of the lifeline for rural communities. And if, if all over the state, we could help broadband in the rural areas, which is a, one of the primary focuses of this collaborative, I think that'll be really good. So we will certainly keep you updated on it, but it's in the very, very early stages, but it's been a lot of fun to, to be involved and, and see it grow and have an impact for, for the rural areas. Rick, there's, there's no one more perfect to be involved in this than you are. 
Uh, I'm just so glad that uh, that you're running this, that you're uh, you're you're uh, a major um, uh, initiator of this effort. There's just no one, no one better, no one more appropriate than than you. And and you know, I'm here to help in any any way, um, support what what you all are doing, and um, I'll make every effort to to try to make it down there on the 12th and 13th of November. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be good. And I, I know you'd already offered, and I, I think probably in your spring meeting, uh, it might be a good opportunity for us to come and have a breakout session at, at your uh, TEDC meeting. I really do want to uh, update the, uh, the the people on, on uh, you know, update all your rural uh, people on what we're doing and what, what can be done to help. And even even the, the, the bigger cities, because again, the, uh, the metropolitan areas know that if the rural areas are doing well, it's going to feed into them as well. And and Carl, let me just say one thing real quick, if I could, about the TEDC meetings, how valuable I found those to be. Uh, I, I was just so appreciative that the state agencies I was with would would allow us to go and, and participate in those and, and be involved because the I found the networking was just huge. It was like ducks on a pond for me to go from the state level and, and just see economic development uh, practitioners from all over the state. That was so valuable, so helpful. The the discussions we'd have and the lunches and the breakfast and just the meetings we'd have over there for me to have the opportunity to get updates from the, the fantastic speakers that y'all would bring into those meetings was was so helpful and i made had a lot of follow-up with some of the speakers and had them come uh, you know talk to different groups that we had as well and then the breakout sessions you'd always allow us to be involved in breakout sessions if we needed to be to get new information out to people and then i learned a lot from breakout sessions so uh, I just, I really have a, a great appreciation for the value of TEDC and uh, and then your leadership and, and uh, Amy and Crystal and all those that are working so hard to to kind of pull all the various people around the state together and, and have such an impact. And I just found that to be, and I know uh, talking to people, the governor's office, workforce commission, comptroller's office, they, they found they had the same uh, thoughts too. So thank you so much for all that y'all do to help us. Well, I appreciate that, Rick. It it's uh, it's a labor of love with with our staff, and um, you know those uh, looking back um, again on on the times that you all really um, helped uh, bring the the state economic development apparatus together with the locals was uh, we'll look back on that as just a, a not only a great time, a fun time. Uh, but a very important time in the history of of our organization. You know, one one last question related to that. Um, where do where do you see what if if you had to look in into uh, you know in the future a little bit? What do you see happening not only with the TDC but uh, just with economic development in general? Where do you think we're going and uh, you know what are the uh, what are the the optimists uh, view uh, the optimistic view which we we know you'll have but what are some things we ought to look out for um, in the future as well you know carlton i think uh i think the the efforts of the the teamwork and and all of us working together is going to be more important in the future than it's ever been i, th I think with the the fast changing uh technology world that we're in that, that things are going to be 
you know, nowadays I think uh, fast is faster than it's ever been. I think forward is shorter than it's ever been. And uh, I think that, you know, used to, we looked up about a five-year plan and, and now it seems like that, that an 18 month plan is, is uh, you have a hard time even having making that pretty accurate anymore because it's just changing so rapidly. Right. And so I think that, that to, to meet the needs of, again, retaining jobs, growing businesses, attracting businesses, uh, for Texas to stay on the cutting edge of that, we're just going to have to really get uh, get the younger people involved that know the technology really well, use the experience of the, the people who've been around a long time to join together and do that. So, uh, uh, and I think Texas is so well positioned, so well positioned uh, to do that. And <clears throat> but you know, it's just it's a fascinating world. I was I heard a speaker the other day, Carlton said. He said, if you think about it, one of the one of the biggest driving forces in, in transportation today is Uber, and they own no vehicles. And, <laughs> and the big driving force in real estate now is Airbnb, and they own no real estate. So here you are, that these are thriving big businesses that they're doing, and they don't have any capital, but they're, they're doing it through networking technology. You know, it's just fascinating. And so I think we're going to have to get creative and uh and, and i think to attract younger people into the economic development world uh, to attract them to come in and get involved and then to keep the maturity of the people who've been around a long time to know how to make it happen and and uh so i'm i'm really excited about it and that's why i think these any new initiatives like the texas rural funders collaborative and and uh, these regional organizations i think are continue to be a, a very very vital part of that rick Thank you um, so much for being with us today. You're a legend in rural economic development in our state. We were blessed to have had you um, as part of, of rural economic development efforts for, for many years. Uh, it's great to know that, that you're, um, you're going to stay involved and, and you're still involved. And I, and I can't, and I can't tell, I can't tell you to, TDC appreciate all that you've done for our state, and um, you know I look forward to to seeing you at a at a future TDC event. And by the way, um, we'll we'll get you on the agenda at our legislative event um, here in Austin in February. Okay, well, thank you, Carl. I appreciate your very generous remarks, and thank you so much. And I, I look forward to continuing to help grow uh, the state of Texas and economic development. Thank you. Thank you, Rick.